Pastor Chris's podcast. So, a few weeks ago, Tom shared a, a funny story with me, um, and I thought I'd share it with you, uh, about how God created a companion for Adam. Now, you know the story in the Bible. It said God created man. It says not good for him to be alone. And so he brought all of the different animals to Adam, and Adam would name them all, but none of them was found to be a good companion, a good match for Adam. And so you know in the Bible it tells us that God took a rib from Adam's side and created Eve to be his perfect match. But um, funny story is that there were a few beta tests before he went through that. And um, so God created this animal. He says, I'm going to create an animal that will be loving and loyal and won't matter what Adam does, no matter how childish or selfish he is, this companion will always love him. And, um, and so God built the animal, and it came running up to Adam, wagging its tail and licking him in the face. And God said, this will be a reflection of my love. And so Adam said, well, since it's a reflection of your love, I'm going to name it Dog, D-O-G. And it was great. Everything was going along great. The dog was loving Adam. And then Satan went to God and said, this is not good. Um, this dog loves Adam so much, he's becoming puffed up in pride. He feels like he can do no wrong because this dog just always loves him no matter what he does. And so, God, you need to do something. Adam needs to learn humility. And so Adam made another animal to be companion with Adam, and he gave him a cat. And... Uh, the cat would not obey Adam. The cat would not do anything that Adam wanted it to do. And whenever Adam gazed into the cat's slitted eyes, he knew that he was not the supreme being in the relationship. And Adam learned humility. And God was pleased. And the dog was pleased and wagged his tail. And Adam was pleased. And the cat couldn't care one way or the other. Well, this summer we've been studying the names of God from the Bible to learn what God is really like. God is infinite and his character is vast. And though we sometimes see God in just only one aspect and we, we get locked in on focusing on God in a certain way, we forget that we need to expand our thinking about God and consider many of the facets of his character. And that's what I want to challenge you to do as we go through these messages this summer. But most importantly of all, I want you to follow God as the most important fulfillment of your life. So far, we have learned that, that God is Elohim, that he is many and one, that he is both plural and singular, which is something that goes beyond human language and logic, thus the mysterious character of God that we can't describe him with our feeble human language. But we also learn that God is El Shaddai, that he is almighty and all-sufficient, that he has everything that, that we need. Today, for Father's Day, we consider the name Jesus used for God, a name that we can use too, Abba, Father. I want to read to you from Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 15 and 16. Romans 8, 
15, 16. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are children of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. According to Dr. Deborah McNamara, cross-cultural research on baby's first words show that the clear winner is Dada. Um, In the study, found that over 900 babies from ages 8 to 16 months from English, Cantonese, and Mandarin-speaking homes, in that study, Dada was the most common first person identified. Mama was a close second. This is surprising because most linguists agree that Dada is harder for babies to say than mama. It takes more muscles in their undeveloped mouths to actually say that. But McNamara goes on and says, when mothers are the primary attachment, babies are still quite fused with them well into their first year of life. The first separation they can see from themselves is to their father. And so there's no need in their mind to call out for mama, but they call out for dada because mama is part of them and dada is a separate thing. So um, the first person they can identify that they need outside of their mother is dada. Romans 8.15 says that because of what Christ did for us on the cross, we can call him Abba, Father. Abba is an Aramaic word for father. Jesus, in uh, the first century, he and his people spoke Aramaic. And um, Abba is Aramaic for father. Actually, father is not the best translation. Abba does mean father, but Abba is the kind of word that a baby says. So, you know, babies don't go around saying, Father, please change my diaper. Right? They say, if they say anything, they say, Mama, Dada, is easy words that are easy for baby mouths to say. They say, Mama, Dada, Papa, Abba, Abba. Abba is a, is a baby word for Dada. And so um, in this scripture, what we see is that Christians have the right to go before the infinite, immortal, holy Lord of the universe and call him Abba or Dada. Isn't that amazing to think of? That's an incredible revelation if you think about it. Because so many people feel dread in the presence of God or like they they have to talk to God with very religious language. Um, or, or, you know, I talk with people all the time, um, especially, I find that it's especially true in people that aren't attending church regularly and they don't have a deep relationship with God. Or maybe they've been attending the kind of church that is always making them feel guilty and ashamed. And they, they feel like they got to apologize to God all the time about everything they're doing. And they, they, there's this sense of, of dread, like God is out to get them. God is always looking for a reason to convict them or punish them. And, um, but that's not the kind of God we read about in Scripture. And I'm always perplexed. I'm always perplexed when I hear people praying out loud and they're using King James language. You ever heard that? They're like, 
oh, Lord God, we bow before thee and ask for thine forgiveness. And I'm thinking, who talks like that? Nobody talks like that unless you grew up in the 1600s. Um, that's just not the way we speak. And I feel like God expects us just to talk with him like we would talk with a father, especially when we understand that he is our dada. That's what Jesus said. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said, I truly, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18, 3. And so Jesus reminds us that we come to, to God with a childlike faith. Yes, God is holy and infinite and immortal, but he is also a loving father, a perfect father who shelters and protects and welcomes his little children in his arms. He's, a, he's the kind of father who welcomes us even when we are messy and dirty and need to be cleaned up. If you trust Christ and believe in his teaching, come to God like he is your spiritual father, because he is. Now, did you have a good father? Uh, many people love their father, and we, we honor that, especially on Father's Day. We think about those fathers in our lives that meant so much to us or mean so much to us and, and who had integrity and strength and courage and loved us and made us proud. If you have a father like that, you know something of God's character. But no matter how wonderful your father is, he is only an imperfect reflection of the God Christians call Abba. Because people are not perfect. We're frail and immortal. And God the Father is eternal and infinite and unlimited. Not everyone had a great father. And if you had a problem with your father, uh, if your relationship was rocky or whatever the, the issue was there, I want you to know that Abba Father is the perfect dad. He's not one who will ever let his children down. And so everything, if you had a bad relationship or a rocky relationship with your father, everything you wish your father was for you, God is and more. And so this is one of the ways that we can know and relate to God, our Abba Father. Now, I need to make something clear. Not everyone is a child of God. Not everyone is a child of God. And this is something that confuses many people. It's quite popular in our day and age to say, we are all God's children. And that may be true in a general sense of the phrase. I mean, we were all created by God, and so we, we uh, spring forth from him in that sense. He is our father. And it is also true in the sense that there is no one race or one nation that, uh, God is, that is more important to God than any other. We are all equal before God. And so in that sense, it's okay to say we are all God's children. But look at what Romans 8.15 says. You received God's spirit 
when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Why would God need to adopt us as his children if we were already his children? God needs to adopt us because something has separated us from God. That something is sin. Sin is not just a, a minor separation. Sin is an absolute separation. It's not that, we, it's not that God left us. It's, it's that we, through sin, left God. And the separation caused by our sin completely severs our relationship with Abba, Father. God is not a father to those who do not follow Christ. The Pharisees were surprised to hear this truth from the very mouth of Jesus in the 8th chapter of John. As biological descendants of Abraham, the Pharisees believed that God was their father through Abraham. And this was true genetically or biologically. They had descended from the line of Abraham. And so they always held that up, said, look, we have a, a family tree and you can trace it back and you can see we come from Abraham and therefore God is our father. But Jesus set them straight. He said their evil actions showed they were not God's children. The devil was their father. Being part of the family in the kingdom of God is not biological. It's about faith and choice and actions. See, it's a choice we make to repent and to believe and follow Jesus. And it's a choice that God makes to adopt us. Sin separates us from God. But the good news is that because of what Christ has done for us on the cross, we can be adopted into the family of God. God wants to be your perfect Abba Father. He wants to love you. He wants to nurture you. He wants to protect you. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you eternal life. He wants to spend eternity with you in that perfect harmonic relationship. But you have to choose him. You have to turn to him through Jesus Christ. Now, if you are not a child of God, if you've not been adopted into God's family yet because you haven't yet turned away from your sins, you haven't put your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross, if you haven't yet done that, the conviction you feel when you come before God, may be justified. Because so often we talk of God as being a, a holy light, and Christ being the light of the world. And when our dark deeds and our evil sin come into the light of God, then it feels like, it can feel like a spotlight is being shined on our failures and our, our rebellions and our bad deeds. But then we pray, God, please forgive me. And you invite Jesus to be the Lord of your life and you're no longer 
have to be a fearful slave. You are adopted as a child of God, and you can call God Abba, Father, just like Jesus does. You can talk, think about that, you can talk to God just like Jesus does. I've never felt um, qualified to, to say that I could talk to God like Jesus, but if he's my Lord, then I'm God's son, Jesus is my brother. Galatians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6 says, God sent Jesus to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. This tells us that Jesus' own spirit comes to live inside a Christian's heart when they come, when they become a Christian by believing in Jesus. So when God looks at a Christian, he doesn't see a sinner. He doesn't see someone who hurt him or rebelled against him. He doesn't see your flaws or your things that you, of which you are ashamed. He doesn't see in a Christian anything that would upset him or disappoint him. If you are a Christian because you trust Christ as your Lord, then God sees Jesus in you. And God calls you his child. And you can call him daddy. And that's amazing to me. And so as we come together today to hear the word of the Lord, Jesus pleads with everyone who's listening. If you want God to be your Abba Father, you have to make a choice. Will you make that choice today? Why don't you make that choice today? Abba Father, thank you for these words from your Holy Scripture that tell us about your character. Lord, each one of us knows something of what a, a good father is. Either we've experienced it in our own life personally from a good father or we have the idea of it as we've uh, longed for it. And so we know something of your character even if our understanding is so limited. Help us, O oh Lord. I pray that if there's anyone here today, if there's anyone listening to this message right now that has not yet made a choice to leave behind their old way of living and to follow Christ as their Lord, I pray that they will make that decision right now. O oh Lord, I want everyone to be able to look to you and call you daddy and to know that they know that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt 
that you love them like a perfect father loves their child. So Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit to come upon everyone listening and make it so. In the name of Christ, my Lord, I pray. Amen.